All right, this is Brent Leary, and with me uh, today is Kelly McGuire, Executive Director of the Hospitality and Travel Global Practice for SAS. Kelly, thank you for joining me today. Oh, it's my pleasure. I'm happy to be here. So before we jump into this whole conversation of this, this research that you've done, and I love the title, Pricing in a Social World, <laughs> the Influence of Non-Priced Information on Hotel Choices. Got to get all that in there. But before thank you. We- about that, maybe you can give us a little bit of your personal background. Sure. So, um, so I run our hospitality and travel global practice here at SAS. So I really think of myself as a as an analytics evangelist uh, for the hospitality and travel industry. So in my role here, um, I speak to to the market and to our our customers about the about how analytics can really help them survive and thrive and gain competitive advantage. And then I also work internally here at SAS to make sure that our uh, products, tools, and solutions uh, really meet the needs of the hospitality and travel market. So I'm kind of a bridge between our internal um, product and development teams and, and, and the market as well. Um, and prior to coming to SAS, I have a Ph.D. in revenue management from the hotel school at Cornell. So I have a background um, in hospitality operations and hospitality technology. Well, first of all, i got to tell you, I love the, the uh, title, uh, Analyst, no, an- analytics evangelist. That's right. <laughs> a little hard to say, but it's a really cool title. <laughs> I've been practicing, so now it's rolling off. But yeah, no, I, I you know, it's, it's, uh, I really am passionate about, uh, about analytics and about the value of analytics. So that's, that's where we ended up. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, now, talk to us a little bit about why you teamed up with Penn State to put out this paper, pricing in a social world. Yeah, so I, as I mentioned, um, have a, a background in revenue management, so I, I really come in more from the, the pricing perspective in, in the hotel industry. And what we're challenged with in hospitality is you know, we've got a limited number of rooms for sale every night, and if, and if we don't sell them that night, we lose the chance to sell them. So you have to make sure that you're, you're not discounting too much when the hotel is expected to be full and that um, if you're not expecting to be full, um, you're, you're pricing such that you can maybe get, get some of those extra incremental rooms. So it's all about sort of maximizing revenue from that limited capacity of hotel rooms. And what, uh, what my colleague and, and good friend and I realized is that, you know, it, it, it used to be that we would put a price out in the market and we'd have to worry about, you know, what that price was and kind of what our competitors were charging um, in, the, in the market. But, um, but lately you know, the last five years or so, suddenly there's now more information out, out in the marketplace about hotels, and that really is all of this user-generated content, ratings, and reviews um, that consumers have access to when they're, when they're thinking about purchasing a hotel room. So what we were really interested to find is how are consumers using that information with price when they're thinking about making a hotel purchase, and should revenue managers be thinking a little more broadly about how they're pricing given that, that consumers may be paying attention to all this new information. So that's what we set out to, to figure out in this uh, series of research projects. Well, it's interesting because it looks like one of the things that really became uh, noticeable or prevalent in the study was this uh, line around hotels must proactively manage their online reputation. So maybe you could talk about why that is really critical in the pricing equation. 
Yeah, so what we found was really interesting um, was that um, while consumers do care about price and they definitely pay attention to it, I mean, we all know that price is important, um, user-generated content did have, an, have a significant influence on, on, uh, on choice. And in fact, it was, the, it was the reviews and the sentiment of those reviews that consumers were really keying into. So um, we did a, a, a choice modeling experiment where we ran people through a series of scenarios and asked them to... Um, you know, sort of basically pick a hotel out of three, and we were varying things like the price and the rating and the review and the TripAdvisor rank and this sort of thing. And what what became crystal clear from our um, from the results of that choice modeling experiment is that those negative reviews would remove a hotel from the from the choice set period. Consumers wouldn't even look at um, hotels that had negative reviews. Um, so they just eliminate that, and then they would go to the hotels with positive reviews and start drilling into, you know, they would maybe compare pricing, they'd start looking at ratings. So, you know, if you were if you were in that situation, if you are in that situation as a hotelier and you have those negative reviews, um, consumers, it doesn't matter what you do with price. You could you could lower it um, bottom and out compared to the market, but consumers just aren't going to even even consider consider your property. So it it really is obvious that it's it's crucial to hotels that if they want to stay in the game, they've got to they've got to stay on top of their um, of their reputation. It mentions here that consumers only notice high ratings and rankings. What, what exactly is that about? Yeah, so that was an interesting nuance to the study. So, you know, what, what we found is that um, when it came to, so using, using choice modeling, we had the advantage of understanding sort of the importance or the value consumers placed in all those different attributes, right? So the most important was the reviews um, that we just talked about. And price was, was the next most important to consumers. So after they made sure the reviews were equally positive, then they started looking at price. But there were other elements that, um, that, that mattered to consumers um, in certain ways. Um, and the ratings, uh, ratings were one. So they were looking at ratings, but, but they didn't give any value to the ratings unless they were comparing, you know, sort of a medium, mid-range rated hotel to a high-range rated hotel. So there's, there had actually been some studies out in the market before we released this one that, that talked about a relationship between ratings and price. And they were saying if you can increase your ratings by one point, you get 11.2% in pricing power. And, and we found that to be true, but it's only if you go from sort of a mid-range rating to a high-range rating. If you're kind of on the bottom end moving up to the middle, you're just not going to gain consumers' attention. They're, they're not valuing that. So in other words, you know, you know middle is okay, um, and, but, you know, you want to be up sort of towards the high end in those ratings as well. Interesting. So mm -hmm. if you – and uh, are the ratings on like a particular scale of 1 to 10 or 5 star? Or, so if you move from like a, a 1, which is terrible, <laughs> to yeah. a C, it, although that's a two-star move, you're not going to really get any real interest from, from customers and travelers unless you move up to like four, four and a half, or five. Yeah, that's really what that's saying. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you know, everybody everybody does their, their ratings a little different, but it is typically, as you suggest, it's typically, you know, out of five. So, yeah, what we, what we tested in the study was, you know, sort of that 3.5, really middle to a little high, up to up to nearly a five, and it was only when you got up to the high that the ratings were going to get you anything. Um, now, this was just sort of, you know, the, the ratings were much less important to consumers than um, than reviews, so we kind of like to think of those as, as more of a, um, 
I, you know, a little bit of academic language here, but we, we call them sort of more of a confirmatory signal, right? So basically just saying, well, I think I have a good deal here. The price is right. The reviews look really good. And, oh, look, there's high ratings too. So this must be, this must be a good deal. This must have, have value to me. Um, now, unfortunately, and this is where things get, you know, a little tricky for hotels, you know, a rating is a numeric value. So it's a lot easier to analyze that, you know, numeric value for folks. But, um, but that value just isn't as important or impactful to consumers. So what hotels really need to pay attention to is that unstructured text in the review and the sentiment, you know, associated um, with those reviews. That's what the consumers are really queuing into. So that means that as hoteliers, we have to be looking at that also. And that's just in, you know, there's, there's obviously a lot of emerging um, technology and analytics to um, to, to manage that for us, but it's just a new, it's a new area um, for the hotel industry. So we're having to, to learn something new to stay on top of all this for sure. So because reviews have, uh, like you said, uh, sentiment and a certain level of intensity, um, and I try to come up with this phrase, sentensity, but it just never took off. But <laughs> it, has, it has a little bit more than just the, the, the numbering. People pay more attention to the reviews than the actual ratings. Yeah, that's what that's that was overwhelmingly clear in the study. And you know, I'll tell you why we suspected that this is the case. So, when you think about the purchase of a of a service, um, you know, it's a little bit intangible, right? You're not necessarily sure what you're going to get. So, so and 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 similarly, so is I, I guess a rating one to five, right? So, I mean, you and I may may have a similar experience, and you know, what does your four mean on that versus my five, right? I mean, you may just be a person that never gives a five, you know, whereas I always give fives. So it's a little bit harder to tell, you know, almost more subjectivity in that rating. So the, I think the consumers look to the reviews because they're, they're more content rich. They're getting more information, um, a little bit more concrete um, sense of what that purchase experience might be like. So in this context, even though typically uh, we would expect that consumers, you know, it's easier to digest a, a, a numeric figure in this context, if they really want to be sure what they're getting for what um, they're paying for that hotel experience, they're digging into those reviews. And are there sites that seem to be more influential on price? So if I, re if I leave a review on a tra uh, Travelocity or on uh, something else, something other, some other kind of review engine, does that play a role in what kind of pricing uh, hotels can get? You know, that um, we didn't actually, we didn't look at that specifically as part of this study, but um, that's definitely on the roadmap for, for looking into it. I mean, obviously, in there, there are certain sites that are more popular than others that we may suspect have have an influence, and I think um, you know it's it's it has to do with you know where consumers are looking at these reviews and 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 where they're seeing that you know that sort of pricing. Um, our uh, we actually at SAS are looking into this now. Um, our uh, revenue management company, Ideas, has uh, partnered with a couple of the reputation management vendors in the hotel industry, and they're digging into sort of on a day-to-day -day basis, can you find some sort of relationship between sentiment and price and actually influence the price based on, um, based on what you're seeing in, in terms of the review and, and, and rating score. So they've been working really hard, and that's exactly the kind of um, information that they're, that they're trying to uncover. And, and I suspect that what, what you'll end up finding is, 
the sites that have the most influence are the, one, the ones that are the most popular. So, you know, you're going to find reviews wherever it is that you book and read those reviews there. So if a hotel is getting more business through, you know, a Travelocity or an Expedia, then that, those may be the reviews that have the most influence on the consumer decision-making process. Um, there's always TripAdvisor, and a, a lot of folks you, you research there before they uh, before they buy as well. And then some hotel companies are putting reviews on their own site, um, and so consumers, you know, will be influenced by those right as they're about to push the, you know, I want to buy it button. So I think it's it's a little bit up in the air, but I suspect that certainly, you know, that that's going to depend on where hotels are getting most of their bookings from. Which means, which means really the, 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 the bad news for hotels is you've got to pay attention to everything. You can't, you know, because it's, you know, you know consumers are, are seeing a lot of information before they come to the point of booking, so you can't just manage one channel over another. I think you have to keep looking at everything. And I guess that kind of goes to the last question around brand does play a role. So if, if, you're, if you have a, a, a strong online reputation, that should help you build the brand, but if if you're already a, a hotel that people really don't know about, but then they only see you showing up in kind of a negative connotation in some of the reviews, you don't have a chance. Yeah, that's absolutely right. You know, what what was really interesting to us in the study, so we did test brand, and, and we, um, we looked at, we gave consumers sort of one of the attributes we tested was a known brand versus um, an unknown or more of an independent brand. And brand was only marginally significant as a factor in choice, um, really probably the least of all of the different attributes that we tested. And so what that says to me is, um, you know, your, your, your sort of, your brand image isn't, is, is not going to get you that much mileage uh, anymore. If, if you can't keep that reputation up, um, then you can't just fall back on the fact that you've got this, you've got a known brand, you're a known entity, and, and presumably consumers have an image of what to expect from your service out in the market. You'll, you'll get killed by an unknown hotel that has um, a better reputation. But, um, but because brand is something that consumers pay attention to, if you're a brand with a great reputation out in the market, um, then that'll just keep feeding itself in a, you know, in a loop, and you'll, you'll be known, and so that brand will be um, a value to the consumers. But now, because of all the information that consumers can access in, this, in, in all this user-generated content and the fact that it's easier for those unknowns or independents to reach the consumer, you know, it's, the brand you know, isn't, a, isn't a silver bullet um, anymore in the way that maybe it used to be. Going forward, uh, you know, a year or two years out, do you see this trend of recommendations and reviews uh, changing at all, or is it just going to continually uh, kind of move the needle and, and hotels are really going to have to basically change the way that they kind of you know, promote and brand themselves by making sure they keep up with all the constant kind of uh, content that's being created based on the user feedback. Yeah, you know, I, that's a that's a really good question. And I think what I've been encouraged um, to see in the hotel industry is that folks really are recognizing the importance of, of, um, of actively managing reputation, keeping an eye on it, um, making sure they're responding to those negative comments, encouraging folks to write reviews when they've had a good experience. But I think what we'll see is the next step in this industry is the um, hotel, hotels really taking advantage of all of that unstructured data uh, more broadly than just in that 
in the reputation context. So there's a, there's definitely a lot of information out there, um, both you know the unstructured text externally in the ratings and reviews, but there's also a lot that is captured internally in interactions with consumers, whether you're doing you know your own internal surveys with open-ended questions, or if there's live chat logs, or there's maintenance logs, or whatever. So I think all of this sort of voice of the customer um, is going to be incredibly valuable to hotels moving forward, whether it's to improve their um, internal kind of service processes, additional training um, for certain key line level folks, whether they want to redesign or try something new um, based on consumer feedback, um, whether like us, you know, the pricing application and revenue management, they need to keep a, a handle on it. So I, I think what we're going to see is, um, you know, consumers are still going to be providing feedback in this format, but hotels are going to start to be smarter about how they're using that information to really improve their service, improve their operations. Um, and that'll probably be the key in a highly competitive industry, you know, for these folks to uh, to survive and to win over the competition. Again, it's just you know, it's using the information that's out there. It's all sitting there, um, and it just it, it's a it's a goldmine as far as uh, as far as I'm concerned for for hotels moving forward. Now, where can people uh, learn more about your research and kind of the things that you're doing in this space? Yeah, well, thank you for that opportunity. Um, <laughs> so I uh, I have a blog. It's called the Analytic Hospitality Executive, um, and usually my um, my research is uh, is published there first, um, and then uh, we also you know before we publish in academic journals and, and other other places. So if you keep an eye on that, um, if you just search for the Analytic Hospitality Executive, you should find us easily. Um, we have another study that um, should be coming out probably late summer, um, we'll start talking about it um, around then, where we, this first um, study we did in a leisure context, but we're really interested in understanding how the business traveler um, thinks about uh, price and user-generated content and also their loyalty affiliation when they're making a, a hotel choice. So we're going to replicate kind of the same theory here and just apply it to a different segment of business. And that's a highly valuable um, segment, as you can imagine, for hotels. So so keep your eye out on that blog, and um, there's there's definitely definitely more to come from me and Brefney, and we're really uh, we're really looking forward to uh, to continuing to have conversations like this. We're we're pretty passionate about this work, so.